praise God. Hallelujah. I greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's good to see you all today. It is a good day. And, and because it's a good day, I'm trusting God to do something special in, in Jesus' name. We've been, we've been speaking about open heavens, open faces. And as we've been talking about, about this, one of the things that's upon my heart that I want to encourage you even as we begin to step in towards Christmas and the new year is I, I want to challenge and encourage somebody today to say, <laughs> when you have seen what God will show you, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with the information and the word that God is going to give you? How are you going to respond? You see, God desires a response from us. God is revealing himself. He is showing himself because he desires a response from you. But the question is, how are you going to respond? What are you going to do when God comes knocking and shows you the deep things about himself. We are believing God that with the opening of heavens, great things are going to begin to take shape. Things are going to begin to get established for you. But how are you going to respond to God is a question that's upon my heart. How are you going to, to move towards him? I pray that you move towards him. Go with me to Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 1. We have, I have explained to you on, during Feast of Grace about verse 1 to 3. Um, and, and verse 1 to 3, maybe let me just give that to you again, just break it down to you again. You know, the Bible says, now we came to pass that on the, in the 30th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Cheba, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. And in the fifth day of the month, which was the fifth year of King Joachim's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Hezekiah, the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Kaba, and the hand of the Lord was upon, was upon him. And now, num num number one thing I told you about was your desire to meet with God. You know, like Ezekiel desired to meet with God. Number two, I said, have an expectation. And, and, and he was among the captives, but he was not captive. And so because he was in captivity, he still could connect with God. So, so be expectant that God can meet you in the place and the circumstance that you are. Number three, I said, I talked about how he saw the visions of God. God has something he wants to show you. God has something he wants to reveal to you. Number four, I, I said, you know, the word of God, the Bible says the word of God came expressly or directly or specifically, you know, it came to meet him at his point of need. The word of God was so specific 
for Ezekiel. And, and as the word of God was coming specifically for Ezekiel, I, I want you to understand that God can tell you something that is so specific also for you. Amen. God can talk to you specifically. And, and, and number five, the Bible says the hand of the Lord was upon Ezekiel. Yeah. And with regards to the hand of the Lord, I said, you know, the hand of the Lord comes and there is an empowerment that goes on. I want to go on to verse 4. And the Bible says in verse 4, then I looked and behold. Then I, Ezekiel, looked and behold. So certain things are happening to Ezekiel. He sees the visions or the heavens are open and suddenly he's seeing visions. But verse 4 comes again and says, Then I looked and I behold, beheld. I looked and I beheld. God is looking for a response. God is looking for a response. When, when Moses was in the backside of the desert. You might have to reduce the volume. When Moses was in the backside of the desert and he's, he's there with, with the sheep and suddenly the bush is burning but not burning. The Bible says when Moses had seen that the bush was burning, he turned. So in other words, that God made this bush to burn and not burn just to get his response. He saw it, but it was only after he had turned that something changed in the life of Moses. Oh, who am I speaking to? God is looking for a response. There is a response that God seeks from you. So Ezekiel looks and he beholds. He looks and he beholds. You see, there is a difference between just looking and beholding. Those words are not there for nothing. Beholding talks about he pays attention. He keeps his gaze onto it. He begins to understand what is going on. Like Moses, when he saw the bush was burning, he turns around and says, but something is wrong with that bush. And not only does he turn around, the Bible has to say he turned and started to pay attention to it. And suddenly as he gets closer to it, God says, you have come far enough. The place you are is holy ground. Take off your sandals. It says Moses has made a response and begins to go to it. Ezekiel sees visions of God. The heavens are open. The hand of the Lord is upon him. God's word is coming and begins to speak from the heavens that are open. And the Bible says Ezekiel looked and beheld. Ezekiel moves from just seeing the things that are happening around him and begins to pay attention so that he can become a part of what is going on. That's beholding. You want to become a part of what is going on. You want to move from just seeing things happening, from just receiving the blessing or the miracle of God to becoming a blessing. You want to move from just becoming somebody who witnesses others to a place where you begin to witness to others. Oh, God. You want to come from a place where you are just there to say, pray for me, pray for me, to now start saying, I will pray for you. Ezekiel looked and beheld. If you were to read on, 
It's a long chapter. I can't read it all. I can't read it all. But the Bible talks about what he began to see. He began to see coming out of the north a great cloud raging with fire engulfing itself. And the brightness was all around and radiating out of its mist like the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. He begins to see a fire and God begins to minister to Ezekiel in the fire and in the things that he sees. If you read all the way until chapter 2, chapter 3, God begins to send Ezekiel. After all that he had seen, the fire and the glory and the power and the beauty of God that he has been taking in. And, and God begins to say, Ezekiel, you're going to rise from the place where you are. You have now seen me. You have now understood me. You now have seen something that all the people around you are not seeing. Now you need to come up and begin to tell them. When you will open your mouth to speak, it will be like me speaking through you. You will speak what I want you to speak. And God, in order to help Ezekiel understand what he was after, he says, Ezekiel, for some time you shall not be able to speak. And the day I will allow you and enable you to speak, you shall speak the words that I've put inside of you. But it starts off from the fact that Ezekiel stops and he beholds what God has in store. The general overseer, has been, has, been, has been preaching out last week about restoration. And, and, and he's talking about restoration. Why do we need to be restored? We need to be restored so that we can be able to move forward and bring restoration also to others. Amen. You hear what I'm saying, church? And, and so we need to get to that place. We need to get to a place where, where we are able to connect with God in the heavens that He's opening, in the revelation that He's giving, in the things that He's opening for us. You need to come to a place where you will connect with God. The other portion of Scripture, the Lord began to remind me of certain things that we heard during the Feast of Grace. And I, I've been going through some of those things and I'm going to challenge us today on them because God desires a response. The, the Spirit of the Lord says, I desire a response. Some of us need to make a response towards God. Amen. And so the, 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 one of the persons we learned from was Samuel. In Samuel chapter 1, in, in First Samuel, sorry, First Samuel in chapter 3. The Bible says God calls Samuel and says, Samuel, Samuel. And the, by the time Samuel understands that it is God who is calling and not Eli, he says, Lord, I am here. Here I am. What is it that you require of me? I am here, Lord. Speak because I'm listening. That's what he says. God is looking for a response like that. He's going to give us revelation. But what's going to be your response? Can you, your response be like that of Samuel says, Lord, here I am. Speak. Speak to me. And, and another, another one we saw was Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 6 and, and verse 8. By the time that the Lord Uzziah dies, you remember King Uzziah represents all those things that have been in your life. They have been greater. But at a certain moment, their relevance has stopped. They are no longer relevant. They have become a blocker to your blessing. They have become a blocker to your open heavens. They have become a blocker from you seeing and experiencing God. And so Uzziah dies. The thing that has been preventing you from experiencing God, he has died. 
And in the day that he has died, in the moment that Isaiah is mourning the king Uzziah, God begins to show him that, you know what, there is a greater king. I am the king of kings. I am the Lord of lords. Uzziah was a great king, yes, but there is a greater king, and that king is Jesus. Can you see Jesus in your life? And when you see Jesus in your life, here is the thing. Verse 8, the Bible says, Then I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, Saying what? Who shall go for us? Who can I send? Who can do some work for me? Who can do some work for me? Who can be there for me? Who can do something for me? God is seeking a response. He's looking for a response. When God showed up to, his, to, to Moses, the bush was burning to catch Moses' attention. The issue was not just to show Moses that the God can put a fire in a bush and the bush will not burn. The issue was God was looking for somebody to send. Who will go out for us? The reason that God was opening the heavens and the, if to Ezekiel so that he could see visions of God was not such so that Ezekiel could say, wow, I've seen something special. It was about who can go for us. The reason God is going to open heavens for you and is going to make things fall together for you is going to bring restoration in your life because the heavens are open, the floodgates are open. It's not so that you can just say, oh great, look at me. God is looking for somebody who will say, Lord, I'm here, send me. I'm here, Lord, that you can take my life and use it for your glory. I'm here, Lord, that you can take my life and use me, oh God, to do great things. You know, there are great things in store for you. You can do great things. You can do exploits. We were not saved so that we could sit in church and warm up the chairs. We were saved so that we could do great things for the Lord. The Bible says, they that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. They shall do great things. Lord, here I am. Send me. Send me. It's great when you come to church. It's great when you sing well. It's great when you do whatever you do. But God is looking for somebody who is going to say, Lord, I will sing because I'm being sent by you to sing. Lord, I'm going to do this because it is you who's sending me out to do it. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray because God, you want me to pray. It was to Ezekiel that God says, I'm looking for a man who will stand in the gap. Can you be that man, that woman that will stand in the gap and build a bridge? Can you be the one who's going to say, Lord, I will repair the broken walls. And you meet your brother who's broken. When you meet somebody whose life is broken and say, Lord, use me to restore them. Use me, Lord, to get them back on their feet. Use me, Lord, to be a light into their life. Use me, Lord, to be a strength for them, to be a shoulder to lean on. Use me, Lord. Use me, God. You know, I was talking to somebody during this week, and, and I, 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 my heart was touched about how much, you know, sometimes the things that we need to do to minister to people is just to be a shoulder to lean on. 
called me for just, I need five minutes. One hour they were still talking. All they wanted to do was pour out their heart, pour out their sadness and pour out their challenge. And afterwards, all I could say was, God bless you. The Lord is your strength. He will help you through. And they say, thank you very much. I didn't know what more to say. But all they were saying is, thank you that you listened to me. Because something God is calling for us is, can you be a hope and a light into somebody's life? Can we be there? Lord, here I am, send me. The other person that we learned about was, 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 was Paul. He was still called Saul at that time in Acts. And in and, and Acts chapter 9, verse 4 down to, to 10. The Bible says that Paul was writing, going out to persecute people. But here in verse 4, the light of God shines upon him. Saul falls off his horse. This guy was good with riding horses. But the light that shines out of heaven causes him to fall down on the ground. He hears a voice from God. And when he, while he's on the ground, the voice says, so, so, why are you persecuting me? And listen to his answer. Verse 6. All right, let's start with verse 5. <laughs> he says, who are you, Lord? <laughs> I'm touched by the word Lord. When Isaiah sees the vision of heaven, he says, I am doomed. He says, I see the Lord sitting on his throne, enthroned in his glory, the train of his robe, the glory around him fills the temple. Who told him that was the Lord? You see, when God shows himself to you, you will not need men to tell you it is the Lord. You see, when God shows himself and gives you a full revelation of himself, you will know this is the Lord. You say, what about Samuel? He was just hearing the voice. He had not seen. When you see, you will know. Amen. When you see, you will know. Sometimes we can hear and be confused. But when you see, you will know. Oh, how I pray that somebody will see something deeper. Stop seeing just the pastor and start seeing Jesus. Stop seeing the church and start seeing Jesus. You know, some of us just go beyond, uh, just go up to the pastor. Or up to the general overseer. You need to see beyond him. Because Jesus is greater. Jesus is mightier. His glory is beautiful. See, no matter what happens, I will not stop being a child of God because of what I've seen. Not what I've heard, but because of what I've seen. When you see God, when you see the Lord, you will know it is the Lord. So, so Paul says, who are you, Lord? He says, this is a different kind of Lord. This is a different kind of king. And then the answer of Jesus, he says, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the gods or the pricks. Verse 6, so he trembling and astonished said, Lord, 
what do you want me to do? God is seeking a response. Jesus is seeking a response from you. And the question, what are you going to do for the Lord? He says, Lord, what do you want me to do? Jesus, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Here I am, Lord, send me. What do you want me to do? He's looking for somebody who's going to step up. Say, here I am, Lord. Here I am. Here I am to worship you. Here I am, Lord, to serve you. What response are you going to give to the Lord? I have a, I'm rest assured by the word of God. That particular things are going to be revealed to some of you. Things about your life. <laughs> the future is going to get clearer. But the question is, well, how are you going to respond to God? That's the question that, that just sobers me up. How are you going to respond to God? I was looking back at some testimonies around my life. And, and, I, and I'm thinking... Am I responding to God the way he wants me to respond? Is it enough that I'm here in AGP? Is it enough that I'm your pastor? Am I doing enough? Am I responding the way God wants me to respond? Are you responding the way God wants you to respond? And I was challenged. I was challenged by two of the other Two of the other women that were two, two, two of the other people that were spoken about during the Feast of Grace. One of them who is, 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 is Mary, when she went to the tomb of Jesus, were being taught that pain, pain sometimes prevents us from seeing and knowing Jesus is there when he's there. But after she gets to know that Jesus is here, that my Jesus is alive. The Bible says she ran back to share the good news that she had. She ran back to talk to the people about what she had seen. And she went and said, he's arisen. He is alive. The two, the two men, Clopas and the other one, we don't know his name. That had, that had been walking with Jesus on the road to Emmaus in Luke chapter 24. The Bible says, the Bible says in Luke, in, in verse 29, verse 29, that after Jesus had been teaching them all the way and they were hearing and their hearts were burning inside of them. When it, they, they got to this place and Jesus says, now it's time for me to say goodbye. I continue with my journey. And the Bible says they constrained him saying, stay with us for it is toward the evening and the day is far spent. It's too late for you to continue. Come and stay with us. Now, Jesus goes in and stays with them. And then you jump with me. You jump with me to, in, into verse, into, ah, okay, let's, 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 let's read it. Let's read it. Then you, verse 30 says, now it came to pass that he sat at the table with them. He took bread, he blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened. Then they saw something. 
You see, I told you just before that there's a difference between seeing and hearing. They had been hearing Jesus, but it is on this moment that they saw Jesus and their lives were changed. Some of us need to desire to say, Lord, I'm tired of, of hearing. I need to see. I'm, I'm tired of just hearing. I need to see. I need to move beyond the sound. I need to move beyond the, the rumblings. I need to see something. I'm praying for somebody that they will see God. You need to have a revelation. You will be a good boy after that. Your life will change. You cannot see God. And so here they, the Bible says their eyes were opened and they saw that all this time they were with the Lord. The Bible says their eyes were opened and they knew him. And then he vanished from their sight. And they said one to another, did not our hearts burn while he talked? And he opened scriptures to us. But verse 33 is what touches me. God is seeking a response. The Bible says, at that hour which they had declared it is too late. At that time where they had said it is time for us to go inside. At that very time where they said the day is far spent. It's time for us to rest. That's what they were saying to Jesus. They had said, don't keep on going. Come into our house. It's time for us to, to rest. You know, it could be dangerous out there. It's probably not the best time for you to keep on going. Come in and lodge with us. Stay with us and you will go tomorrow. The Bible says at that time, they arose that very hour. And what did they do? What did they do, church? They returned. They went back. They rose. And what were they going to do? Go, go to verse 34. Verse 34, it says, They returned back to Jerusalem and found the, uh, the disciples. And they said to them, They said to them, they began to tell them what God had done for them. They began to declare that they had seen him. He had appeared. He is alive. The story that you have been hearing, it is true. That is what they were saying. But the thing that touches me is their response after they had seen. Their response was one that says there is now no more excuse we cannot keep this to ourselves. The reason you are not sharing the Bible, sharing the gospel, sharing with others is because you have not seen. You have only heard. But because you've only heard, you don't really believe it. You don't really believe it fully. You need to see something. And to give God a response. And I'm praying today. I need to pray with somebody that you may come to a place where you will see something. Where you will see God. Where you'll experience an open revelation of God. I was challenged by my sister. I'm going to use your testimony. She says, my sister Nelly, she's graduating on Tuesday. And, and, and she, she, was saying, she was saying, the day I got born again, I, 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 I began to see things differently. It, it, when you see something, you can no longer remain the same. And so they arose that very hour. They could not keep it up. They could not keep it up. You see, it's because of what they had now seen. It's because of now what they now experienced that they rose up and went back. 
God is seeking your response. Seeking your response from you. And while I was praying about this, the, at the back of your bulletin, if you look at the back of your bulletin, the bulletin that you received, there is a table. There is a table there. And that table, God prompts my heart to say, this is the response that I'm seeking. I'm seeking a response of somebody who will worship me. Somebody who will go out and talk about what they have seen and what they have heard. In evangelism and in outreach. I am, I am seeking for somebody who is going to deepen their relationship with me. I am, I am seeking for somebody who is going to get deeper. Who is going to grow and be a disciple of me. God is, is seeking somebody who's going, to, who's going to go deeper in their knowledge of God. You cannot stay where you are. You should not stay where you are. You must not stay where you are. If you are not growing, you are dying. So you need to move. You need to go higher. You need to desire to progress. You need to desire to get further with where you are. If you, you cannot continue to rejoice at the testimonies of last year. You cannot rejoice at the testimonies. Ah, you know when, I wa when we were still on fire, what about today? You cannot keep talking about once I prayed for somebody. What, what are you doing now? God is seeking somebody to rise. Somebody will rise and say, Lord, here I am. Jesus, here I am, Lord. Here I am. You cannot continue to say, this is my testimony. I, once I was sick and now I'm healed. You need to come up to a place to say, because once I was sick and I got healed, I prayed for a person and they also got healed. That's where you ought to go. You now need to start saying, you know, I, th I, I thank God that, you know, before they were waking up to pray for me. Now I'm waking up to pray also for others. You know, some people, their testimony is that, you know, sister X and Y, they said to me, I was going, they, they said they prayed for me at midnight. And you know what? I want to praise God because at that same midnight, I was in trouble. No, no, no. Your testimony must move to be the one who's praying. You know, some people, they rejoice that pastor prayed for them. No, you should be the one saying, I was even praying for pastor. You must move higher. Tell your neighbor, move higher. So God is saying, I'm looking for a people that will serve. I want you to look at that table. It is, it is the encompassment of the desire that God has for us as AGP. But I want you to find your response. As God will reveal himself, find your response. Find your response. Can you stand with me? As we pray, find your response. Find your response. Find your response. Can you play with I give myself away so you can use me? I give my 
myself away. What is going to be your response? There are so many ways to respond to Jesus, but he seeks a right response. Can you seek that right response? Can you seek that response that's going to glorify his name? Give myself away so Can you give yourself to Jesus? your voice and pray to the Lord. I don't know how you're going to respond to His word. I don't know how you're going to respond to His call. But just raise your voice and pray and say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Here I. This is my response. This is my response, Lord. Here I am. Send me, O oh God. Send me, Jesus, to worship you. Send me, O oh God, to evangelize. Send me, Lord Jesus, to fellowship, O oh God. Send me, Lord. Raise your voice to Jesus. Lord, I'm here. I'm here, Lord, to serve you. I'm here, Lord, to worship you. Disciple me, O God. Grow me, Lord Jesus. Here I am, Lord God. Oh, just cry out to Jesus. I want to see you. I'm tired of just hearing, Lord. I want to see you also. I want to see it deeper, God. Oh, Lord, I've heard of your words. I've heard of your goodness. Lord, now I want to see. Lord, now I want to see you, Lord God. Reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me, Lord. Reveal yourself to me, Jesus. Reveal yourself to me, God. Reveal yourself to me, Lord. 
Cry out to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. Oh, Raboshinele Bokayanda, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. More of you in my life. More of you in my home. More of you, Lord, in my home. More of you. More of you, more of you, more of you. In the name of Jesus. More of you, Lord. I need more of you, Jesus. I give myself away to you, Jesus, that God, there will be more of you in my life. Oh, God. I don't know who you are, but you want to dedicate your life to Jesus. If you say, I want to dedicate my life to Jesus, just raise your hand where you are and I'm going to pray with you. Lord, I just dedicate my life to you. Thank you, Jesus, for every hand that's raised up right now. Thank you, Lord God, for every hand that goes up to you, Jesus. Receive them, Almighty God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, pour out your grace, pour out your mercy, pour out your goodness into their lives. Pray that God Almighty Jesus, their lives, oh God, they will see you, they will experience more of you. They will experience more of your power, more of your glory, more of your grace, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, and I pray that as the hand of the Lord was upon Ezekiel, let the hand of the Lord be upon them, Lord Jehovah, to guide them, to drive them, Lord, into the places where they ought to go, Father, that they will be a blessing. Into the places, Lord, where they will make a difference in the name of Jesus. Father, empower them today. In the name of Jesus, say, Father, empower me. Empower me. Go ahead and make that prayer. Lord, empower me. Father, empower me. Father, empower me. Father, empower me. Father, empower me. In the name of Jesus, Father, empower me. Father, empower me, Lord. Empower me, Jesus. Empower me, Lord. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus.